Union Church. Praise the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord again. I remember I started with you January morning. Watch night service, I was here. And thank God that I can be here again by the end of the month. Amen, church? Today, I hope through the word of the Lord this morning that our hearts will be blessed tremendously. And today, my message today takes the form of a decision making. I remember the last time when I was here for your watch night service, I tried to implore upon you to put your house in order. Amen, church? And in some sense, I want to continue today to ask you to make the right choice. Amen, church? So today, my message comes from Matthew, 20, from Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. And I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But before I begin to preach, let us pray, my friends. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you again today that we could be in your house again. Thank you for the open doors. We thank you that today we can gather and listen to your words and put them in action, put them into practice. And as your manservant today, I pray that you'll bless me, that you'll empower me through your Holy Spirit, that I will speak, thus say the Lord. Take over, take control, O Lord. In Jesus' name we ask and pray, amen. My topic for this morning is simply be wise, choose Christ. Amen, church? And I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, be wise, choose Christ. Thank you, church. I was hoping that it would have been more emphatic. But nevertheless, let us continue. The main idea for this text here from Matthew 7, 24, to 27 is the obedience to God and his word. Amen, church? Amen. But before I normally preach, I like to set a background, a historical background, that you know where the writer was writing from, what position he takes, and what he was trying to convey. Amen, church? Amen. The writer Matthew saw Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, and the King of Israel. When you read 
The book of Matthew, Matthew depicts Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Christ, and the King of the Jews. Amen, church? Amen. At that time, Israel was living in great sin and going in the wrong direction. But God sent his son Jesus Christ to this world to speak to us, especially the people of Israel in that time. Christ came as the Savior. So here on the mount, Christ gave a sermon on the mount. And Christ, as I said, spoke about two foundations to this multitude. There was a multitude on this mount. And Christ gave a sermon because of the state, the sinful state of Israel at that time. So you know the Sermon on the Mount starts from Matthew 5. But here, Christ in Matthew 7 was still teaching on the Sermon of the Mount. And in this discourse, it was teaching about two foundations, which I want to talk to you, I share with you today, my friend, my Christian friend. And the two foundations, one is our one foundation which is built on Christ and his word. So he spoke about a foundation that was built upon Christ and his word. The next one, which is built upon Satan, the devil. So Jesus draw a contrast between those two foundations and shows the multitudes the difference about those two foundations. And God, in the book of Luke, God, his scripture told us that God wanted man to live by his words to establish his kingdom on earth. Amen, church? Amen. So the necessary response to this teaching is how to live our lives. So in this world, there is two foundations that you will encounter, my friend, and you have to make a decision. Do we make a wise decision or a foolish decision. So when you choose one of these foundations, my friend, one will be either wise or one will be foolish. Let us look at the wise one that Christ spoke about in this text, Matthew 7. The one who accepted the word of Christ and trust in his person was likened to be one who built a house on a rock. So Christ spoke about a foundation which you build a house on a rock. And this is how you will survive the test of time when you build your foundation or your house upon a rock. He also spoke about a foolish decision. Remember I said here Christ 
spoke to or teaches about these two foundations. And the second foundation the that you will make, that you will look at, and it's a foolish decision, is one who build a house without proper foundation, that is sand and sand. Found his house was swept away when the test of time came. So here, church, I present to you this morning a foundation upon a rock and a foundation and sand. So you will have to choose this morning. There is no middle ground, my friends. One will be wise and one will be foolish. So Christ here was talking to this multitude about these two foundations. Amen, church? Amen. The rock or the sand. The rock is a commitment to a life of Christ, a Christ-like life. Amen, church? And the sand is a dead trap to destruction that is led by Satan. Amen, church? So there is two foundations in this life. No matter what you tell yourself, say, there is no middle ground. You have to choose one of them. Amen, Amen church? Sometimes when we build, we think we are successful. But I must tell you in those days in Palestine, the reason why Jesus, Jesus always used some analogy to carry across his teaching. In Palestine, in Jesus' days, houses were built in dry riverbed. And you know that spell danger. So he uses this foundation, this analogy church. So sometimes we think when we build, we will be successful, but we are building it on the wrong place. We're not building it on rock, we are building it on sand. Amen, church? Okay. Not so. Won't be successful every time. Our life must be able to withstand the pressures and the challenges of life. So whatever you build on must be able to withstand are able to withstand the pressures and the challenges of life. Amen, church? Because sometimes when we think about Jesus Christ, you know, some people think about end time. When we dead and when Jesus come back, that is the only time we will encounter Jesus Christ. Not so, my friend. While you are alive, Jesus, you should have an encounter and a relationship with Jesus Christ that he can take you through these challenges. Amen? Amen. Be careful of how you live your lives, my friend. Is it that you live it wisely or live it foolishly? So search yourself today as I preach or say to yourself, am I living wisely or foolishly? Amen, church? Do not follow the wisdom of this world. I will love follow everything of the world, you know. But let me tell you a little story. It's not sustainable. Amen, church. 
It is a deception. The wisdom of this world is a deception. It cannot last. It promises you a lot of things and fail you because it does not last. The things of the world. Amen, church. As I said to you before, no middle ground is either you live wisely or you live foolishly. Let us look at these two foundations in detail this morning. The foundation of Christ, the one that takes you to heaven. Everyone, Christ said, everyone who hears the word and put it into practice or action. Let me say it again. Anyone who what? Hears the word and put it into action or practice. We'll see the kingdom of heaven. Who he is he likened to be a wise man who built his house upon a rock? Let us look at how Christ described this foundation when the test comes. Christ said the rain came, the stream rose, the wind blows, and beat against the house, and it did not fall. It was solid because it was built on a rock. And who is this rock? This rock is Christ Jesus. So when you build your house and your foundation on Christ, no matter what life throws at you, no matter the pressure, no matter the challenges, Jesus Christ is a solid foundation. He is the solid rock. He is. This foundation is built on Christ and his word. Hunker your foundation on Christ. And I will say it again. Hunker your foundation on Christ, my friend. Amen. It will lead you to righteousness. The songwriter right, Christ, the solid rock. And Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All on the ground is sinking sand. And I want to say it again. And Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All, all, all of the ground is sinking sand. So if you refuse to build your house on the rock, the solid rock, Jesus Christ, you will build it on sinking sand. Hallelujah, church. Christ is the rock of ages. Hallelujah, church. He is the scripture describing us. He is the cornerstone. He is the life and security of mankind, of humanity. Amen, church. Christ is the merciful high priest. It was said in Hebrews 5, verse 1 to 2. Christ is the son of God. There's no other more. The only begotten Son of God. Christ is the kings of kings and the lords of lords, Revelation 19 and 16. Christ create and sustain and is the forgiver of our sins. Christ is the impeccable one. He has no sin. Christ gave his life for us and Christ is about love. Unlimited 
infinite love. So my friends, I urge you today to build upon the rock, the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Many of us have built and had a material, sand whatever, board whatever, zinc whatever, and it has been destroyed. And we continue to struggle. So I say to you, build on the rock, which is Christ Jesus. Let me continue to look at the kingdom of Christ today, church, because I want you to know that when you make the decision, when you be wise and make the decision to choose Christ, you know what you are choosing. Amen, church? Amen. The kingdom of Christ is from, is from everlasting to everlasting. It never ends. The destiny of those who were hearing Jesus, the multitude at that time, his word, could be determined by their response to his message. Christ invited the, the multitude to reject the teaching of the Pharisees. And I'm saying to you today, reject the things of the world. Reject it and build your foundation and Christ and his word. Reject everything from the world. The Bible teaches you, if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. Reject it. So there he was urging the, 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 the multitude to reject the doctrine of the Pharisees, their interpretation and their practices. Christ asked them to accept his word and to put saving faith in him. For you to build on this rock, you must exercise faith in Christ. Endless faith, radical faith. And how to enter into this kingdom, or when you enter into this kingdom, you will enjoy holiness and righteousness. But this rock that I am talking about, there are three things that can hold you back or prevent you from building on this rock. As I said before, the world that is full of deception. Some want to take the world too sweet, you don't know why I let it go. Talk to me now, church man. Things of the world so sweet. But my mother and my grandmother was always a sweet nanny goats who run in belly. It is a deception. It only looks sweet for now. And you will enjoy some sweetness, but it is temporal. It will not last, my friends. Reject them, the things of the world. Satan. So when we come in, like we swallow out to Satan. Every day I've been committing doing all kind of sin. He has me committing all kind of sin. Reject Satan. The third one is the flesh. Oh my God. All Christians are living by the flesh in me because you have so much carnal Christians. The flesh dominates us, not the spirit of God. And for you to build on this run, solid rock, Christ Jesus, the Spirit must dominate you. 
If you're holding on the flesh, you know, you're built upon sinking sand. Because it will not last. Amen, church? Amen. So church people, backsliders, everybody. The day of salvation is not. Choose Christ. Build your foundation upon Christ Jesus, the solid rock. The second foundation this morning, I want to speak to you and share with you, my friends, is the foundation of the devil, which we know so well. And that takes you to what? Hell! Now, for we don't like it, I will preach more hell, you know. But I am telling you, if you build your foundation on the sand, the foundation of the sand, which is led by Satan, the devil, you are going to hell. Now, me go ground under there. Jesus said in a revelation when he talked to the church. So, my will look warm, one foot in and one foot out, him say, I'm rather your heart and your cold inside your mind. And we're not no boat in the kingdom of God. Is it that you with God or you with Satan? No boat in the kingdom of God. No, you're big enough. No, you're fat. When it comes to God. Amen, church? Said here, but everyone who hears these words and does not put them into practice, our action is like a foolish man who build this house and sand, sinking sand. I'm putting an adjective in front of it, sinking sand. My friend, Christ tell you that if you build it on him and put it in action, because you know what, I mean, why this part is very important, put it in action. Sometimes we build your house on Christ, and we don't do no action for Christ. So if you do that, hear his word and put it in action. You're likened to be a foolish man who builds a house on a son. Listen to the text again now. Oh, Jesus described it. The rain came, the stream rose, the wind blows, and beat against that house. And it fell with a great crash. Bloop. You ever see right breath with a drop out a tree? Yeah? Bloop. And splatter. I saw it look. That is when you build your foundation up and see it done. My friend, it will fall. It will fall to the ground and splash out. Cannot withstand. The test of time, my friend. And let me look today quickly at Satan, the adversary. The kingdom of Satan leads you to what? Sin. Amen, church? Amen. Sins like homosexuality, crime, adultery, lesbianism, calling, corruption. That is what? The kingdom of Satan lead you to. It's a fallacy. It's not true. It is false. It is deception. And listen, church, if you never know, the plan of Satan is to kill, steal, and destroy. So when Satan gives you a thing and they look nice and rosy, and you think it is all in your best interest, his ultimate plan is to kill, steal, and destroy, my young friends. Amen, church? Yes. He's like a roaring lion. 
seeking to devour that is Satan. Let me look a little bit more at Satan. He's the evil one. He's the tempter. God not tempt you. I see it and tempt you. And you cannot be tempted beyond your desires. So whatever desire you have in your heart, I see it and know that it is evil. He will tempt you to do it. Amen, church? Amen. You know, my Christian friend, Satan is the accused of the brethren. You think I joke? All in a church, Satan go. And some little thing happen. And you get up and you say, and you remember Sister Pass, and you say, you know, say, I'm more Sister Janet. That's what she stayed for a long time, you know. Let her see it and I walk in here, you know. I'm more Sister Janet. There's a Janet here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sister Janet. Oh, but that more Sister Janet, Holy Spirit, has me, Sister Janet. I never know you were there was a Janet here. I'm more Sister Janet. And you begin to accuse Sister Janet until thy kingdom come out of your dead and God are your grave. He loves to accuse the brethren. I use the people from his kingdom out in the world and accuse the brethren in the church. So look out for him. Listen about Satan. He will present himself as the angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11:14. 14. He can present himself like an angel. Pretty boy, I think. We all of Satan come looking so ugly. I look like a monster. Satan loves to present himself into a pretty package. Because no human beings still will love pretty package. If I have two packages up there, I say, come choose. One look ugly. And one look pretty. Everybody, almost half an hour, three quarters, one of them would have run come up here. Would fight over the pretty package. Because you think from the one will look ugly, nothing no good, nothing in it. But it is not so. Satan can deceive you. He's the prince of this world. And the year of, and, and, and the prince of here. Satan was given authority by God to have dominion over this world. So you must understand that. Satan is a creature. He was created as an angel. He's a cherubim. He man a God. So all of this thing we make about Satan, it is overrated. If we have Christ, if we build our foundation on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to the personality of Satan, my friend. Because I have to tell you this morning so you can make the right decision. He's a murderer. He came into what? Came to kill Abel. And every time somebody about to commit murder, Satan came into them. He's a liar. Be a liar tell you. The truth is not found in Satan. He is a confirmed sinner. The first place sin was found, it was in Satan in the Bible, in Genesis. Satan is our is an adversary to us and to the things of God. But we can withstand Satan, my friend. Just read James 4 verse and it said, submit and resist. And the devil 
will flee from you. So submit and build on the foundation of the solid rock, Christ Jesus. And Satan, and resist, and Satan will flee from you, my friend, today. Satan will have no more control over you. God placed limitation on Satan. You know, read the book of Job. God said you can't do him anything, but you can't kill him. So God controls Satan same way. Whatever Satan is doing is through the permissive will of God. Amen, church? Amen. Do not be a double-minded man. James spoke about it, James 1, 12. When you are a double-minded man, you are a man that is in trouble. You can't be the bigger. Choose which foundation you will build your house on. Is it the foundation of the rock that represents Jesus Christ? Or is it the foundation of the sand, the sinking sand that represents Satan, the devil? Hallelujah. If you are double-minded, you are entering into the kingdom, which is the sinking star. Amen, church? And I want to say to you today, and I will ask you this question again. Choose! Or which foundation will you choose today, church? Ask it again, Christ or Satan. But I want to say to you this morning, church, if you choose Christ Jesus, if you make a decision, no. Repent and choose Christ Jesus because tomorrow is not promised to any man. There is great reward in heaven. When you anchor or build your foundation on Christ Jesus, church, he promise you, promises you these things. And I want you to listen to this carefully, congregation. When you anchor, build on the foundation of the solid rock, Christ Jesus. He promises you one eternal life. Quality life in this world. You notice how Jesus described it in the story. That when the test comes, the stream rose, the wind blows, and it crash against the house. It stands strong. So I'm saying to you, eternal life is quality life. So I do you will go through the test right now. Your house won't be destroyed because it is built upon Christ Jesus. You build your house on the solid rock, not on sinking sand. So you will go through the tests of life, the pressures of life, the challenges of life, but it will stand firm and stand strong because it is built on Christ Jesus. Amen, church. Christ promises you escape from temptation. So when you build your house or your foundation on the solid rock, Christ will provide a way for escape from temptation. 
He promises you victory over fear. Why do you fear when you build on the solid foundation of Christ Jesus? He tells you, no matter may come, he will stand firm and his kingdom will withstood the, the, the test of time. Amen, church. He promises you divine guidance. So when you are in the arms of Christ Jesus, he will give you divine guidance, good guidance. You stop, make foolish decisions. Because when you build on the solid foundation, you are making a wise decision. He promises us blessed life, a blessed one, not a cursed one. He promises us bad turning into good. So some of us have bad things and crosses are fall behind way. Pick up that house from that sand, that sinking sand and go and build it on the rock, the solid rock, Christ Jesus. Amen, church? Amen. He promised us provision, morning, noon, and night. All you can think you are dead if it's stirring at the pot. It no matter if a steak or callaloo, I will record till my dirty girl. He will provide some food for you. Amen, church? We just need to be contented. When he promises us what? Sufficient grace. When Paul had the flesh and the thorn in his flesh, pardon me. And he prayed for Christ to remove them. The word of God said, God said, my grace is sufficient, Paul. His grace is sufficient for you to take you through. He promises us what? Supernatural support. He will always be there for you. So that I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, my friends. He promises us full forgiveness. God not steal like man. That we talk but we forgive. Since we call Sister Janet Liam. When we talk about we forgive Sister Janet. Sister Janet only one step away too. I remember from 19 how long Sister Janet do it. Man don't give full forgiveness, you still remember. But God gives full forgiveness. He gives us inner strength because when you build on that foundation, that rock, and the test of time come and you withstood it, you will gain inner strength. Amen, church? Amen. And today I want to conclude this message by saying the foundation of Christ cannot be shaken, cannot be removed. I want you to listen to me good again, church. The foundation of Christ cannot be shaken and cannot be removed. It is forever. It is unshakable. No demon, no Satan, no witchcraft, no murder, no wickedness can shake the kingdom of Christ. Hallelujah. 
It brings life and salvation. And it changed the hearts of men. Christ is the authority to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, friend, if you know, build on the, the house and, your found, and the foundation of Christ, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. No, Miko ground. It requires obedience and faith in the word of God, which will produce holiness and righteousness. So, church, today, before you leave, I want to ask you this question to tug on your heart, your heart this morning. Which foundation will you choose? The foundation of Christ Jesus, which is the solid rock, the rain came, the stream rose, the wind blows, and it smashed against that house and it did not fall, or it stands strong? Or do you want to continue to build it on the foundation of the devastator, which the rain came, the stream rose, the wind blows, and when everything crashes on that house, it fell with a crash, boom, boom, boom. It is time. Are we living wisely? Or are we living foolishly? It is a decision that you have to take from both. One of them, there is no middle ground. You see that you're living wisely, my friend, which that you build your house on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. And Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. How are you here today living foolishly? By building your house on that sinking sand. That house that will fall like a ripe bread fruit. That bread fruit, that's how that house that you build on this foundation has no sustenance. It cannot be sustained. It is a deception. It is fallacy. You might be enjoying yourself now in the world. And the things of this world, the money, the fame, the riches, the sexual activity and everything. But there comes a time when the test will come. That divine judgment of Jesus Christ that will come in the form of the rain, the form of the wind. He will come in that form. The stream will rose and will rise and it will crash on that house that you built. And if it is not built on the rock, which is Christ Jesus, it will fall. So church, today, I urge you, 
Be wise and choose Christ. Because when you choose Christ, everything is all right. I thank you for listening to me this morning. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. On Christ, we gotta go. On Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock us. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. to bring the word of God to you and today my word my word from you to you pardon me from God is from Matthew 6 verse 19 to 24 and the title of my message this morning is no one can serve two masters. Amen, church? No one can serve two masters. Let us pray. Most righteous, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, 
We come to you today humbly to your throne of grace. And Lord, we pray that as your word goes forth, hearts will be blessed and will be transformed. And as your man's servant, I pray, Lord, that you will anoint me afresh today, that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit, and that I will speak thus, say the Lord, without fear and without favor. Take control right now, Jesus, in your wonderful and precious name, I ask and pray, amen and amen. So the scripture was just read by our youngster this morning. But today, I just want to say to you, as I give you a little background or historical context of this text, here Christ Jesus was preaching this sermon on the mount. And he was preaching to his disciple and a multitude. And here, Christ in chapter 6 was teaching, chapter 6 from 19 to 24, was teaching about treasures, treasures in heaven. Treasures in heaven. But today, my main focus of this text will be verse 24 which he says here no man can serve two masters for either he will what eat one and love the other or else he will what all one and what despise the other and he went on and said, he cannot serve God and mama. And in this text, the word mama means money, possessions, or wealth. But in this text, in verse 19, as I said, Christ was dealing with treasures in heaven. He started out in the NIV version saying, do not store up your treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thief break in and steal but he went on and he said but store up yourself treasures in heaven so my friends this morning as I will preach to you I will say to you that it is impossible to serve two masters. Amen, church? In this text, or in life, I must say, Christ speaks of God must be the center of our lives. God must be the center of our lives. Serving God should be our number one priority. No other God. As the songwriter wrote, all other gods are made out of the works of men. Amen? So I'm saying to you today, we must make serving God, Rifatan, our priority number one. 
Let us look at the term mammon, mammon in this text here. It means money, possession, and wealth. Now, and the most common term that we normally use for this is money. Money, I asked the question this morning, is money good or bad? It can be good and it can be bad. Amen, church? I will expound on that. I am saying to you today that money, possession, or wealth can be a bad thing. And listen to this carefully, my friends. As Solomon himself spoke about it in Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. He said here that money answered all things. So in this sense, money can be good. But making money the love of your life is something that is bad. So Solomon here spoke about money answered all things. And then we went on and we can say the use of the money is doing can also do God's work. So in money, there is good and bad. We do the works of God because as church we have to spend money inside of the church to, to do things. It provides for our family. We can buy our food, clothing, and all of these things. Money can take and give us education. It sends us to school and all of that. Money can buy you a car for transportation. Money can buy you a house. So we need money. But if we make money to become or a slave or a servant, it is bad. So here, Christ is saying to this multitude and his disciples in this text that the love of money is something bad. So you can't serve two masters. You can't want to serve Christ Jesus and money. One will overcome the other. And sometimes, or it's not even sometimes, all the time the person who, serve, who tries to serve Christ and money, money always take over. So if you are a Christian and you're in the church and you love money so much, money is going to take over. Amen? Amen? So money can be bad. Here in the scriptures, Timothy, 1 Timothy, Chapter 6, verse, verses 10 to 12, it says what? The love of money is what? The root of all evil. And I am saying to you, my friends, today, sometimes the longing for money, let us, let us wander away from the fear. And then get ourselves into money grief. Because I'm telling you, my friends, let me give you a story. I remember one time my pastor, a pastor that, that brought me ministry. There was a young man in his church. And the young man said, boy, pastor, I want a job. And when he get the young man the job, and he started earning some money, the young man started come to church and backslide. Money sweet him. Money becomes his slave. Anytime the people them tell him to come work or do anything, 
He will be there. I'm not saying working is not important, but you must find time for God as a Christian. Christ is priority number one. Amen? So I'm saying to you today, but flee from these things. Come, man of God must seek righteousness, godliness, fear, love, perseverance, and gentleness. I am saying to you, my friends, especially my young friends, young Christians, sometimes the temptation of money will come to you. And you say, Pastor, I can't bother lead the purpose and worship, I can't bother do this in church again because the money that you are getting becomes very sweet and it becomes your slave. slave. Amen, church, it enslaves you. Fight the good fight of faith. I encourage you. Take hold of eternal life to which you are called. And you make the good confession in the presence of money witnessing. My friends, today I want to speak to you about serving money a little bit more. As I said before, serving money is wrong. The Bible teaches you that God is a jealous God. And if you have him as substitute, how you put him down the ladder, I'm saying to you, my friend, you're on the wrong road. Amen? You should not fancy a God for nothing else, money or anything else. You must serve God. So I'm saying to you today, if money has become your slave, it is time for you to turn back and come back to God. Amen, church? You can't serve two masters. Christ said no one serve two masters. Amen, church? Make sure that your character is free from the love of money. I'm saying, to, saying this to you this morning. Make sure. Be contented. Whatever God gives you, be contented. You know, some of us sometimes, you know, so, we are so greedy that we chase the money down, we chase Christ Jesus. Yes, we can satisfy sometimes with the church all the power mind and the money. How much money we can make later? And we sacrifice churches, we sacrifice our little meetings that we normally have to plan and to build the kingdom of God because of money. Amen, church? And what Christ told you, what does it profit as a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? God promises us that what? He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. He will take care of you. Psalm 24 said what? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they what? And the world and they that what? Dwell therein. He will take care of us. No matter what. God rule all money. He rules everything on this earth. So if we trust him, he will provide for us daily. Amen, church? Amen. Let us look this morning at the love of money and how it affects us. It can what? Enslave you. You know, sometimes, as you wake up in the morning, and money is upon your mind. 
You have a famous rapper by the name of Snoop Doggy Dog who sing a song about money. He spoke about rolling down the street, supping and end up drinking his gin and, gin and juice. And he said, laid back with my mind and my money and my money and my mind. Some of us reach that stage that all we think about every second is money. Christ is not on our mind. It's all, it's all about money. Money has enslaved us. Even sometimes in the church to give even a little prayer. We want money for it. You have the prosperity gospel that go on as a man says to little word. Intelligence if pay for that. Some money is in the church. Our master is money. Money enslave us even in the church from the top to the bottom. <laughs> money will push you away from God. You think I'm joking? Make money become your slave and say, not push you away from God. The love of the money will have you doing ungodly things, immoral things. Push you away from God. You don't remember the scripture. Even if you try to go to church from Sunday school till you are a big woman and big man, money will push you away from God. Amen. It can bring you what? Money. Many griefs. You want to sit down and talk to a rich man. And, and he'll tell you sometimes some things we have to do. He's grieving in his heart. And I am saying to you as my sister say, you can't even sleep. You toss and you turn all over. You can't get no sleep because your money is on your mind. And what can I do tomorrow? As the scripture says, you're wondering if thief will come and get it. Don't allow money to become your master. First Timothy 6, 8 to 10. For men who set their hearts and being wealthy, Expose themselves to what? Temptation. My friends, if the Lord bless you with wealth, you are still to make Christ Jesus number one in your life, not money. If you set your hearts and be wealthy, you will expose yourself to temptation. So when you come in a church or anywhere, you're the only thing, but we want to become wealthy. Pray. That the Lord will provide for your daily. Amen. Give me my daily bread. Amen. Live day by day. Give thanks when God takes you through another day. Don't let temptation take you over. It went on and said they, they fall into a trap and lay themselves open to all sorts of silly and wicked desire. That is what money does to you, my friends. So money is a servant. Sorry, pardon. Money is a master that will destroy you. Christ Jesus, your master, will not destroy you. He will transform you and elevate you 
but money as your master, it will destroy you. My friends, hallelujah, for loving money leads to all kind of evil. And some men in the struggle to be rich have lost their faith and what? They cease themselves to be slaves of God. So I'm saying to you today, don't allow money to be your master. The love of money can take you to disaster. In Proverbs 28, verse 20, it says, Faithful men will be what? Richly blessed. You will be richly blessed. God will take care of you. You must serve God and God alone. The God of this heaven and the God of earth. The living God, the Alpha and the Omega. Christ said, the first commandment, when he was speaking to the, 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 the scribe, it said, he said was what? That what? Thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy heart. And with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So love God. That's priority number one. Not money. Money is temporal. When you buy things with money, most of them does not last their material things. And I'm saying to you, money can't buy salvation, my friend. Salvation is free. But you can't serve another master and get the salvation of God. You must serve one. And your master must be Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Not money. Hmm. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth us from death. My friends, it gives us and I am saying to you, my friends, today, righteousness gives us eternal life. The psalmist said, a little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. So I'm saying to you today, make Christ your master, not money. Serve one master, and that is Christ Jesus. James 4, verse 4 said, Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world, is an enemy of God. So, the world use money as their mean. What should I say? What word I'm trying to find here? The world uses money as their mean weapon. It's all about money. That green bag to be running down all over the place. And I am saying to you, if you have Christ, you have everything, my friend. And we need to stop random money. You remember the story with Christ and the young rich ruler? When Christ spoke to him, he told Christ about a lot of works that he had done. But Christ knew that he had a lot of money. And Christ said, you know what you must do? Go and sell your possession and give it to the poor. And come follow me. The scripture said that he was sad. Right? Because he will lose his riches. And Christ allowed him to go. And Christ said, 
You see, it is hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. Because, Christ even said, if your heart is on money, anywhere your treasure is, that's dear, your heart will go. So if your treasure is money, and money you don't see the thing about, you're not going to think about God or the things of God or what you should do for God. It's all about money. Hallelujah. So be careful of the spirit of my man. And I want to quickly look at some things that is a shoot off of money. We use money, we spend money to acquire these things. And these are some things that can become our masters too. Alcohol. When we earn the money, we must be wise with it. Some of us take the money and what? Buy alcohol. Become a drunkard, become a Roman. As we'll say in Jamaica and destroy ourselves. Some of us take our money and buy drugs, hard drugs. And we snort the coke and whatever and the crack and mash up ourselves. This is what we take our money and do, my friends. So money can be very, very dangerous, even how we spend it. And there are some things that is not so obvious that we spend on our money, we spend with our money that can enslave us and destroy us. <coughs> Sometimes, my friends, we spend money on education. As I said before, I will forget school, I will forget church. School is important and education is important, but church is also very, very important, my friends. So this morning, as I said to you, we cannot serve two masters. We either love one and despise the other. Choose a master today. Who do you choose? Christ Jesus and money. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 21, it says here, Paul wrote, He cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devils. He cannot be partaker of the Lord's table and of the devil's table. So you can't drink from the Lord's table and the devil's table. And it seems that you have to decide to choose one. Which one you're partaking? Are you going to drink of the Lord's table or the devil's table? And often time the love of money is linked to the devil's table. Because those who are serious about the Lord Jesus Christ allow themselves to be enslaved by Christ or be ruled by Christ instead of money. Amen? Christ here spoke in Revelation 3 verses 15 to 16. I know your deeds. That you are what? Either cool or hot. Not hot. I wish you were either hot or cold. I am about to what? Spew you out, out of my mouth. So you can't play a booty as we would have said in Jamaica. You live on one side today. 
Are you there on the other side tomorrow? You must make up your mind. Church, we can't serve two masters. And we have too much people in our churches that are serving two masters today. We must serve one, and that is Christ Jesus. We have no other master but Christ Jesus, not money. Hallelujah. Mm. And I am saying to you today, my friends, we must serve Christ, our master. Why should we serve Christ? My friends, because he is what? Our creator. And he's our Lord. And he's our Savior. And we now have no excuse because we serve a blameless God. My friends, he is eternal. He's the I am. He's the Alpha. He is the Omega. And we must serve him today. The Bible, which is the true word of God, said that we must serve God. We must not have any other master. And I'm saying it to you today, if you serve more than one master, you will be in trouble. Amen, church? Amen. We must serve him most of all because he's what? Omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's, omnis he's omniscient. He's all-known. And he's omnipotent. All-powerful God. So we must serve him today. He went to Calvary and he died. To reconcile us back to God. So my friends, I am saying to you, your master should be Christ Jesus. Not money, alcohol, any other possession that this world will give to you. This world is a temporal thing. It will go dim. It will not last. The things of the world does not last. But when Christ is your master, everything that you get is eternal. It will last. Your inheritance should be in Christ. Not in the things of the devil, which is hung and money, my friends. And in conclusion, in closing, there are benefits in serving God, my friends. There are benefits. Bigger benefits than just money. When you serve God, eternal life will come to you. And what is eternal life? Quality life, both on earth. And in heaven, when you wake up every morning in church and knowing that your master is Christ Jesus and he will take care of you, peace will be on your mind. Hallelujah. Joy will be on your mind. But if you serve money, sometimes some money, you know, when I wake up, you know, when I go to the face, the world, because money are your master, you owe people, people are look for you, and all kind of things. Your business are go down the road, your lifestyle that you used to live, your pop don't know, and you can't go back home and show anything, because money is temporal. But with Christ Jesus, you have eternal life. Quality life. Another benefit in serving God is salvation. Money not give you salvation. You could have, have all the money in the world. And money is your master. You are a sinner and you are going to end up in hell. No matter how rich you is, you could be Bill Gates. If Christ 
Jesus and all your master, you are going to hell. My Christian friends, money now brings salvation. And a man needs salvation. Amen, church. So I'm saying to you today, instead of money and other gods, for no one can lay any foundation otherwise than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. He's our foundation. If any man build on this foundation using silver, gold, costly stones, wood, or even straw, this work will be shown for what it is. And the light will shine on this work and it will be exposed. So my friends today, in closing, serve Christ today. That's the only master you must serve. And when you serve Christ, he will take care of everything. He's the only master that can give you everything. You don't see people have money and they still want a holy part in them miserable. I you see some man have some little man, some little church man, righteous man, just have go about and them have so much peace, them don't have no money. But God take care of them every day. And the man who has the most money in the world is miserable. But you know the difference? The righteous man, master is Christ Jesus, that owns and controls everything on this earth. And in his land and, and his what? Unlimited in possession. Christ can give you everything. There is no limit in Christ Jesus. But there's a limit in money. May you not have the same amount of money with Bill Gates and other man have. So the richer you are, the more money you have. And the poorer you are, you have none. But when you have Christ Jesus as your master, you have everything. So today, who you serve? Is it the one who is the Son of God, which is Christ Jesus, that can give you everything in life, eternal life, salvation, protection, peace that surpasses understanding? Our money which is temporal and bring you grief. So I hope and pray today, my church friend from Rivertown, that you will make the right choice in serving Christ Jesus and making your master today. Thank you for listening to the word of God. Amen. 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 Amen.